Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tell you what, it's been some sort of NBL season. And fittingly, after such a season, so much has come down to the final round. The campaign of seven of the league's ten teams still up in the air. The Kings have locked away top spot. Illawarra and Brisbane, unfortunately for them, certain to finish 10th and 9th respectively. But for the other teams in the comp, absolutely game on. And certainly the makeup of the top six and the playoff specifics are up for grabs. So it couldn't be closer. And this man has followed it closer than most. For a long time, he starred in this league, particularly in the boom years, the NBL. He's the most valuable player in 1990. Multiple All-NBL first team honours. He was a great player to watch around the offence, no matter the team he was playing for. Derek Rucker, welcome to SEN. Hey, Sam, thank you. What an introduction. You're an expert, huh? <laughs> I appreciate that, mate. I appreciate it. Uh, um, this is, this is, speaking of, this is just a scriptwriter's dream, this final round, isn't it? It sure is. And, you know, there's so many combinations of what can happen. I predicted earlier this year that it would, have been, it would be great to see Melbourne versus Southeast Melbourne in that play in game mm. fifth. Versus, yeah, I would love to see that. That would be really exciting. But, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Perth are going to do enough to squeak in and knock out Melbourne United. Well, we could send ourselves cross-eyed working out the permutations mm. here. I think at one stage, Melbourne United said there were seven different scenarios for them, but we won't do that. Instead, a lot of it does hinge on that 36s Melbourne game, though, doesn't it? I think their games have been decided by single figures this season, so who knows what way this could go, but they've long sold out John Kane Arena. It's going to be a marvellous uh, event and game, regardless of what transpires. It is, and I think Melbourne United are probably one of the form teams of the competition right now. They found their, they kind of found themselves after that Christmas Day game in Sydney, and I saw Dean Vickerman that evening at the game, and he was uh, remarkably well-composed, and he wasn't too worried. He realized what, what was ahead of them, and he was confident that with his full roster, they could put themselves in a position that they're, that they're in now. But the only thing is everybody's going to probably have to understand is that if Perth win both games, then it's a wrap. Mm. So Melbourne United needs to handle theirs, and then they need some luck uh, or some misfortune on the behalf of the Perth Wildcats to get in. But as we know, anything is possible, right? Absolutely, and we spoke to Dean during the week, and um, I guess the challenges of, of keeping his team you know, on the straight and narrow, and the other side of it is just purely personnel-wise, Derek, is, is poor old Shaili still battling with those concussion symptoms. So that's a, that's a massive blow, isn't it? That has been, and Shay has been such a vital part of the program now for a number of years, and while he may not be the most talented player on the roster, he very well could be the most important because – He's like the soul of that team. He's, he's gritty, but yet he's talented also. So he does enough from a productivity standpoint to really make things difficult for the opposition. And then he also, you, he, when he goes to the bench, they bring in Xavier Rattan Mays, who was so explosive and, and extremely talented in his own right. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be unfortunate because a really formed team like Melbourne United or Perth with exciting players, one of those two teams is going to miss out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just now that we're on the uh, on the edge of the playoffs, I suppose, have you got 
Kings obviously sit atop the table at the moment. Do you see them as the, the logical front runner and the absolute benchmark, or are we perhaps selling a few uh, other teams short if we're to go down that path? Oh, this, this is tough because, look, you can't knock them for doing the work consistently mm. throughout the season and being really good. But right now, they look a little bit vulnerable. New Zealand looks strong. New Zealand almost made a mistake last night, but they were good enough and mentally tough enough to get themselves right and come back and knock off Illawarra. Um, I mentioned Melbourne United. I mentioned Perth. But I just think I think Cairns could be a problem for Sydney. They've played really well against Sydney all year. And we'll just have to see. Uh, Cairns don't seem too negatively impacted by the loss of um, Keanu Pender, which is shocking and hard to believe. But, you know, they're – there are a lot of teams playing well at this time of the year, and that always hasn't been the case in the NBL. You've had some teams stumble in and make the playoffs, and uh, this certainly isn't the, isn't the way it is uh, in 2023. And speaking of former NBL superstar Derek Rucker, and, and Derek, for those, I reckon even those who aren't absolute basketball aficionados or, or follow the league and the, the game closely, he can appreciate the rise, I suppose, of the comp under Larry Kesselman, and I know the salary cap has increased, uh, oh, someone said more than 70% in the eight years since he took over, but I was just reading a bit during the week around, you know, the, I think the cap's set at $1.7 million now. So when it comes to attracting and retaining marquee players, and obviously you've trodden this path back in your day, does it make it a challenge? I mean, we'd all like to see the salary cap grow. Do you think that's a, a realistic possibility to, to happen in the years to come? I think so, because there's going to be pressure on the NBL to compete in the international marketplace. And if we want to continue to get quality imports, well, this is the way things are going. Everything is more expensive. You know, milk is more expensive. And so players are certainly going to become more expensive to get over here. And, but if I'm, a, if, I'm a, if I'm a club or a franchise, I'm really trying to secure quality Australian talent first mm. and then build around that. And I think that's the way to go if you're trying to maintain consistency and be a perennial playoff contender. Because the reality is you're not going to win the championship every year, but you just want to put yourself in the playoffs every year and give you give your team and give your supporters and your sponsors a shot in the playoffs. And I guess the TV rights is going to feed into this as well, which is up shortly, and it's been great on, on KO and ESPN, of course. I, I don't know whether in today's day and age, Derek, they need free-to-air as such. I know there's a couple of games on Channel 10, maybe a couple during the week. Um, whether that's something that needs to happen in the next broadcast rights deal, it's been a nut they haven't been able to crack. Or do you think as long as you get the money, it doesn't matter if it's on streaming, modern day, the way people, their viewing habits have gone, it's, it's all good to keep going down that path? I know. It's one of these things, right? It's like coming out of a pandemic there's so many things that we don't have the script for we don't have the remedy for and we're just kind of planted by ear and i think what you've described there as, a, as another example like we don't know what's best you know in, in 18 months there might be some other piece of technology that makes something else obsolete everything's changing so rapidly but i think the main thing is that the quality of the pro the quality of the product during the broadcast and the broadcast production has improved significantly this season. And no matter where that product is taken now, it looks like it's on a universal standard. And I'm sure all the technology and the, and the tricks and all the functionality will only continue to improve on the NBL broadcast as, as they kind of continue to move down the path and more money becomes involved. Mm-hmm. I think this year has been certainly uh, – and that's not knocking last year's crew or anything like that. 
it's just the way it is. Like, you know, you get the benefit of time, right? Hey, Derek, before we let you go, um, you mentioned, you know, the need to attract and keep young Aussie talent and develop and all the rest. So one of those players is definitely Xavier Cooks. Now, I'm not sure who you've got for MVP, but would you have him right up there? Oh, definitely. I, I've answered this question about five times this week, and I think I've given, uh, <laughs> definitely given a lot of different answers. Right now, I think that Cooks is the MVP. I think he's going to win it. I actually did a Twitter poll, and Crease came out on top. So I'm riding with Twitter. As we know, Twitter tells no lies, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, <laughs> hey, just something else. Can you clear something else up for me? Because uh, Andrew, right. Andrew Gaze will be in the studio a little bit later on. Were you robbed in 97 when he won the I NBL? MB- look, there's a story to that. I definitely was. And I remember afterwards, uh, we, were in the, we were in the elevator together. I can't remember what hotel it was, but it was me by my sorry self. <laughs> Andrew Gaze and his wife, Melinda. And Melinda actually said to me, Derek, I thought you were going to win it. Oh. And which is like very sweet, but also a kick in the you know what? <laughs> Andrew's just kind of got a stupid smirk on his face, right? And they get to their floor, they get off first, and Andrew raises the award up and says, All right, have a good one, mate. <laughs> fantastic that'll get back which i love derek uh, always great to talk to you mate and uh as i said it's been a tremendous nbl season i hope that get uh, gets the ending that it deserves as well appreciate your insights this morning not a problem sam be, be good